We are the Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. This is one of my favorite quotes from St. Pope John Paul II, and he said it way back in 1986 when speaking to the faithful in Australia. Many things going on in the world back then. Um, we, we look around us today and see so much going on and wonder uh, if anybody's ever had to deal with so much, but, but back in 1986, people had issues too, and the world didn't seem like a very safe place. And Pope John Paul reminded the faithful, our brothers and sisters, we ourselves, of what, what, what the ultimate plan for happiness, true joy, and peace in our life is. And, and that is the praise of Jesus Christ, the worship of Jesus Christ, and taking Jesus Christ into the world. And so we, as Catholic Christians, in a very unique way, brothers and sisters, march forward and sing the hallelujah song loud and proud. And we see tonight when we look back in our, our gospel, um, we're, we're there with the apostles yet again. And there's a follow-up to the events on the road to Emmaus, uh, where at the end at dinner, Jesus made himself visible to the apostles, made himself known to them in the breaking of the bread. Well, we could just shortly after this, the, the two apostles are pondering these events and they find themselves in a situation where they're yet again off balance, scared, concerned about what's going on around them. And rightfully so, I mean, let's think about the events. Here, here Jesus had been crucified, they'd all been scattered. They're, these men are fearing for their lives, men and women who had decided to try to follow Christ. But certainly the apostles had their, their very lives on their mind and, 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 and in many ways, the dreams that they had attached to Jesus, they felt like perhaps had gone up in smoke. They still hadn't quite put all the pieces together. But we see in the gospel reading this evening, Jesus did that for them, didn't he? He, he made it very clear, he laid it out. He, this is me, brothers and sisters. I am the fulfillment. This is me. This is what he's telling the apostles and, and his followers at this point in time. No matter, no matter what's going on, uh, you can look to me. And what you've been taught your entire life through Scripture, through, they're what we call the Old Testament. They had all been raised on these writings, and now they're finding out this is all about Jesus. He, he is the fulfillment, and it took his death to make it the fulfillment. So all of a sudden they're seeing the, this bad news is almost getting turned on its ear. The bad news becomes glorious news, hallelujah type news. And so they, but, but what, how do they keep all this together in their head? There's so many details. <laughs> Jesus makes it very easy, just like he does for us. He makes himself known to them in the breaking of the bread. It's once again referenced tonight. They don't have to keep up with every detail that they were taught or read growing up. They don't have to keep up with all that Jesus might have told them that night. They know where to find Jesus, brothers and sisters. It's in the breaking of the bread. It's in the Eucharist. Everything is there. Easter is there. Good Friday is there. The fulfillment of every promise is there. The king of the world is there waiting for them to help them, to soothe them, to, to walk with them through their problems. And we know this 2,000 years later, don't we? That's why we're sitting in this room tonight on a Sunday evening as the world outside goes on around us. We know that this is where true hope is found. We know that this is where comfort and love is. It's all in one little piece of bread waiting for us. 
How beautiful. Our brothers and sisters here right at St. Margaret Mary had a very celebratory weekend, which means so did we as a community. Some 30-something young, youngsters joined us in the Eucharist today. Hallelujah. How beautiful is that? We grow. And, and, and those, our brothers and sisters who sit at the, the banquet of the Lord grow with us by 30, just in this parish alone. How must their parents have felt this morning as they prepared? And um, I've had the opportunity to take a look at Facebook and see lots of celebratory pictures throughout the day. Uh, the happiness, the excitement, the joy, that those, the, the anticipation that those parents are feeling for their children. But let's think for a second about how the children all are. We've all been to a First Communion, and, and many of us remember our First Communion as children. Um, I, I say that because I was an adult, most of <laughs> so well, I remember mine too, but I wasn't allowed to wear a white suit. Um, but, but, the, uh, but at any rate, the people, the, the, the anticipation, and think about what it was like for how these children approached the Eucharist. How, how they and their families found the perfect thing for them to wear, perhaps pl planned a, a, an enjoyable event afterward, whatever the case might be, made it a party, made it a life event for the child, and then the reverence and beauty with which these children approach the altar and receive Christ for the first time. They get it. We can learn from those young people, can't we? We have to keep the Eucharist forefront in our, in, in our sights, just like they did today. But let's think about that as we approach the Eucharist. Let's think about that as we ponder opportunities to be present for the Eucharist. We, the, the, like we said, 1986, 2000 years ago, 2021, 2020, 2021, we all got beat around quite a bit, didn't we, in many different ways. People have lost loved ones. People have lost careers. People have lost homes. We've all, we've all lost something in this past year. We've lost time <laughs> in, in some ways, but we've also gained a lot. And, and I'll say hallelujah again, when we look around and we see the church that we sit in tonight and, and the beauty, and here we are all together, hundreds of us in the same room, ready to celebrate our Lord in the Eucharist. A year ago, it looked a lot different, didn't it? So there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's light on the horizon. And surely we're here in this room embracing that. But, you know, Jesus gave us another thing to think about in the readings, uh, not only in the gospel, but what was written in the, the first two readings. It's not just that he directed those servants of his and those followers to, the, to find him in the Eucharist. But once found in the Eucharist, they were commissioned with taking Christ to the world to go out and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Sounds a lot like the hallelujah song. So we, we, becoming an Easter people in the Eucharist, are now commissioned to go out into the world and share this joy. And doesn't the world need it, brothers and sisters, so badly? Um, instead of just thinking about, or thinking about the entire world, that's sort of a, a, a big bite to take off and to process. And instead of thinking about, you know, many times we've, we offer up all sorts of different opportunities to get involved at St. Margaret Mary, or, you know, different study opportunities or ministry opportunities, and those are all wonderful. Perhaps tonight as we receive the Eucharist, we can just let it be. As we approach the Eucharist, let's do it with the wonderment of those children that received their first communion. Let's learn a little something from the children as Jesus also taught us to do. But then let's let the Eucharist inform us. 
Let's find Christ in the breaking of the bread tonight. And the Eucharist will put on our hearts what our, process, what, what, what our steps are, what our plan, what Jesus' plan for we individually is. And one thing to ponder might in, in, in the silence of prayer and, and in the quiet is to consider our brothers and sisters that have not yet been able to join us back here at the Eucharistic table. And we know in many cases people cannot do so. They have to use their their prudence and their good common sense and, and wait for just the right time to get back into a crowd. And our hearts are with them and, and we, we think about them and we are happy that they have the opportunities for spiritual communion. But then there are others that perhaps they're thinking about it and they're starting to get back to their life and they're trying to figure out when the right time is to come back. Um, the hallelujah song sounds better the more that are singing it. We, we must all be together in Christ, and we, and we don't want to rest until all of our brothers and sisters are reunited here at St. Margaret Mary and throughout the diocese, and then, of course, on through the greater world. So as Jesus tells us to take the good news of the kingdom to the world, perhaps we can start by receiving it into our own hearts in the Eucharist, and then going forward and, and making a phone call or, or j j just an invitation to our brother and sister we may not have seen in a while to let them know that, that they are most welcome here at the Eucharistic table of the Lord. And as we, as we push forward, let's always remember to sing the hallelujah song because it will certainly overcome any of the darkness or the issues or questions that we have in our life. Amen.